What's going on, Business Athlete Nation? Happy Friday. Keith Phillips joining you here from live in the lab. We got a guest today, Femi Doyle Marshall, joining us from Victoria, Canada. So there's your hook. Stick around. Yeah, stick around. Don't leave just yet. No, I got somebody joining me here today, so we're going to have a wonderful conversation. Um, going to try some new looks and layouts to the show today. I'm just kind of messing around with some stuff. As you can see, we got the old whatever around me here. But hey, I got a couple of things I want to talk about today. Before we bring old Femi into the lab, I want to talk about a couple, two things, two quick hooks. So I post something on LinkedIn today. Peanut butter jar still taped up. Check that out, Business Athlete Nation. Now, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering, and Femi's wondering, why the hell is this guy holding up a peanut butter jar in front of the camera? Like, what's up with the taped up peanut butter jar he's thinking? I'll tell you what it is, Femi. So November 1st, it was November 1st. I'm just trying to find the buttons here. It was November 1st, no month. You know, thinking no month. Well, yeah, how do you spell November? Duh, N-O. It's, it's like, I don't know why society hasn't picked up on that whole thing, right? It's like, well, yeah, November starts with an anime. I can say no to something. So I've just said no to peanut butter in November. I know some people say no to this. Some people say no to that. I chose peanut butter. So no peanut butter came November 1st. Why November 1st? You're wondering? Because <laughs> it's after chocolate and peanut butter day, which is Halloween. It's like, what? Yeah, Halloween. Halloween's chocolate and peanut butter. It's, everything just goes with peanut butter and chocolate on Halloween. So November 1st has started no day. No month, I should say, which was putting the peanut butter aside for the whole month. Well, I successfully completed November, and then I successfully completed December, and now I've successfully completed January. I'm into February now, and I still haven't cracked the jar. And I'm sharing that with you because, as you know, here in the lab, we like to talk about always showing up, being accountable to our decisions. And now I'm demonstrating to you consistently that social proof that I can just show up. So... I also share that with you because of the power of public accountability. It's magic, man. I'm telling you. Get behind the microphone, get behind a pen, get behind a camera and just state a goal. Write it down, record it, and then put it out there. Even if you don't think anybody's listening, it's powerful because somebody might be listening, which means it might make you accountable. The moment that I made this public statement that I was not going to open the peanut butter jar, I feel like I can't now open the peanut butter jar because then when I do, I got to tell everybody that I've opened the peanut butter jar. And I know we talk about here in the lab that, you know, we give permission. We always give permission to begin again. We know that life is going to deal with situations where shit's going to go sideways. It's just going to go sideways. And we know that when that happens, we have permission to just begin again. Meaning, when I crack the jar, I know that I'm able to start again. The problem is, maybe it's not a problem. The reality for me right now is that I can't. I'm feeling great. My body's feeling great. I'm, I'm consuming less calories off my tablespoon. You know, just the old idea of, you know, Glenn Bruce called me all this morning. He's like, Keith, just one scoop. Glenn, I can't do one scoop. Femi, can you do one scoop? Fuck no, man. One scoop leads to 10. 10 leads to 100. One scoop's 100 calories. 90, actually. I can do 10 before you know 1,000 calories. Not even 30 seconds. Honest to God. Right? Before you know it, you're going from a 30 waist to a 38 waist. You're up to a 46 waist. Yeah. And I know it's not about waist size, but you got to have measurement somewhere. And the peanut butter's got to sit somewhere. So there you go. I've stayed off the peanut butter. 
We're into February. No peanut butter still. And I don't know, Glenn. I don't know if I'm just going to have one scoop. I don't know. I don't know. So there's my peanut butter rant for today. Other thing I want to tell you guys, something we're cooking on here in the lab. Mm -hmm. The Academy. Our goal here is to launch the Business Athlete Performance Lab Accountability March 1st. You're thinking, what's the Academy, Keith? Mm. I'm wondering how much I'm going to tease. Femi, I'm wondering how much I'm going to tease. Maybe you're going to ask, so Keith, what's the Academy about? Well, the Academy is a place where you're going to learn how to become accountable. You're going to learn self-belief. You're going to learn self-confidence. Over 100 day stretches. I believe in the power of 100 days. I'm going to show you how to achieve a big, hairy, audacious goal in 100 days while only achieving 90% of it. Yeah. You think, holy shit, really? Yeah. Let me give you 10 free days, 10 days to slack off, 10 days to fail, 10 days to learn, 10 days for feedback. I believe if you achieve 90% of your goals, you'll achieve 100%. So stay tuned for more of that. Just teasing that. Stay tuned for more of us sharing that in your feed, up in our newsletter, out and about on the internet, the academy from the Business Athlete Performance Lab right around the corner. What if you could sit down with somebody to teach you how to be accountable for 100 days straight? Maybe to run a marathon? Maybe climb Kilimanjaro? Maybe start a daily talk show? Maybe build a personal brand? Because all those things I just mentioned, you got to show up every day. If you don't show up every single day, you might as well not even start. It's true. All right. So enough of me, enough of the monologue. Looking over at my notes over here. We got a guy on the screen over there in the green room. He's an entrepreneur. He's a leading business growth consultant. He wants to build. He wants to help you build a better schedule. It's true. He wakes up every single day looking at people going, I can build you a better schedule. I can help you be more productive. I can help you get two to 15 times on your time with his purposeful work week system. Femi's got a system. He's here to talk about his system. So if you're looking to become more productive, if you're looking to gain some free time in your life, I think this is the guy we're going to want to hear from. So why don't we mute the music, flip the script, flip the screen, bring Femi Doyle Marshall into the lab. What's going on, Femi? Nothing much. I am super excited to be here. Honestly, your peanut butter rant hooked me. I was like, where's this guy going right now? Like, what I'm at, man. <laughs> well, it's true. It's 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 been an issue for Uncle Keith over here, Mr. Chief Bapley. That uh, yeah, the peanut butter just gets in my way, man. It actually gets in the way, Femi. You know, I, I, I with a spoon and a jar, life is great. But life's been pretty great without it too. Do you, do you have like a poison that comes into your life that you that you battle with? I love sweets. Ah, me I, too. So like, okay, so for me. <laughs> If I if I touch it's not as much now, but if I were to like touch chocolate or like cake, it's like over. You yeah. Know? And it, it's funny because I could think back to like those times where you're like, okay, I want a bulk, I got a bulk, I got a bulk. So you'd be eating these crazy stuff. You know, you might not be watching your macros, your calories as much at that time. But then when you get older, you're like, I gotta stop playing around. Like I can't, like I can't move this way for several different reasons. You know, and I, and it's funny that you kind of brought that into the the whole convo because I, I i know what it's like i'm like i can't be sitting there eating like double cheeseburgers on a regular like i can't i can't be bulking like this and then not watching my calories so i had to put that away um and i've been locked in i've been locked in since the beginning of this year too so it's kind of cool 
the hero. Well, it's funny for me because it's also age too, right? Yeah. You know, I, I I got a couple of years on the planet here, and you say to yourself, okay, well, I probably shouldn't just be eating cereal all the time and chocolate bars and craft dinner and hot dogs, and yep. you know, I'm not twelve. No. I'm not six, right? <laughs> where where you're like, oh yeah, I want to go to Five Guys and crush burgers all the time. Well, there probably comes a time where you need to not do that all the time. What I say is the chapter is closed. Yeah, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, the chapter is closed because there's an era where you're like, you know, I remember going to like Hero Burger and having like two, three Hero Burgers and then I'd go lift. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, it's full. You know, it's after a session. I'm doing deads or whatever. I come back and I go eat and I'm like, it's fine. And at that point, my body fat percentage is like six to 10%. And I'm like, oh, it's nothing. And then you realize, okay, maybe I need to actually track this a little bit better. Maybe I need to like, cut back and what I found that's really shifted in the last few weeks for me personally. Um, it's cool to hear that you, you, you leveraged, you know, Halloween time and candy and, and into November to kind of cut that off. What I realized for me is when I made that switch, probably like the beginning of this year, end of last year, my body started to feel different. My joints started mm-hmm. to feel different. My energy started to feel different. I would wake up and I'm like, okay, I lifted yesterday, but I still feel good. Like I felt, I don't feel like how I would feel if I'm eating sloppy and kind of crazy. So I, I share that connection with you. Just just don't bring chocolates or a burger around me. That's <laughs> dude. Let me tell you something. Wait till you hit fifty, and everything starts to creak and croak and and squeeze. Forty seven. And a friend of mine who's fifty six at the time said, "Hey Keith, when you hit fifty, man, things are going to change." I'm like, "Ah, come on, I don't. Ah, that's just anecdotal shit." Yep. Sure enough. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like your body knows. Your mind's like, no, you're not 50, but your body's like, no, you're 50, man. Like you're you're gonna creak a little more, you're gonna squeak a little more. You should really focus on touching your toes. And and the peanut butter, it's gonna stick on your ass a little longer than a 50-year-old. So you better be smart about that. I'm gonna keep that in mind. I, so here's my question: like when you hit yeah. that number, yeah, did you start finding your old athletic or strength-based injuries started flaring up more? Or like it's is kind of constant. Like I'm I have to know because I'm like 35 right now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you, uh things do hurt more. And 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 I know it's it become a little more annoying, they become aggravating. Like for example, I've had this 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 thumb of mine, for yeah. some reason, it's been driving me nuts. It's mm. not, you know, and it's it's I, there's no reason for it. But it's like uh, you know, my eye, I don't know if it's I have no reason why. And I'm only sharing with you because it's like one of those situations where you're like, I think it only has everything to do with my age. That's the only reason it's sore. It's aggravated. It is, is actually being a pain in the ass right now. Um, but I only think it's because I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be 52 next month, but I will tell you though, I will tell you uh, a Femi that uh, you will find that recovery takes a little longer. Uh, I still lift heavy. I love lifting heavy. I know you. I know we've been talking about lifting since we started this chat. Clearly, you're into that, and that's what the business athletes is all about. You got to start your day in the gym. I love lifting heavy. I love lifting up heavy things and putting them down. And you know why? Hmm. Weight and the gym are the two most honest places on the planet. Yeah, because 45 pounds to you is the same weight to me. Yep. You know, 45 pounds to your skin color is the same 45 pounds to my skin color, yep. right? 45 pounds to anybody walking in the gym. It's 45 pounds. It's 45. Right? There's, it's it's yep. the great equalizer, yep. right? And, and then when you get under a squat, Femi, that's the ultimate equalizer, right? Because you have one of two choices. You can bail yep. or you can fucking grind it out and stand up. Yep. And that's what business and life's all about, right? So you're standing there with 400 pounds on your shoulders and you're yep. going, all right, I got one of two choices right now. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, that the line you just brought in actually reminded me to when I was in the studio with one of my other businesses. Um, I was working with one of the coaches at a time and I was, we were just kind of like outside working with clients and we were wrapping up. It was like the end of the day. And he was just talking about what's going on in his life. You know, just like stuff was tough. You know, he was a student at the time and I'm just listening to him. You know, I'm kind of like his older brother at this point. Yeah. And he was like, man, I don't really know what to do. And I'm like, this tied directly into what you were saying. I'm like, you got three options. You can give in, give up or level up. Those are the three options. There's no other way you can give in to what's happening, mm-hmm. give up, throw in the towel, say I'm done, or you can just hit that other level. And I think back to those times of me pulling like three, four plates on a deadlift, you know, me like doing like bench, like, oh, I'm, I'm really at the bottom of this thing. What am I going to do? Same mindset, same mindset in business, same mindset in training. So very strong connection. in that. It absolutely is. Anybody who says to me, I want to be an entrepreneur, I'm like, Fuck, go climb a mountain, go do a bodybuilding contest, go to the gym, go run a marathon. Uh, but I'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. in the gym. Yeah. Oh, I don't like the gym. Okay, well, then you're not going to like business or you're not going to succeed in business because you're going to have to figure out how to like that to succeed at that. Every metaphor that happens in the gym is what happens in the real world in business, man. I don't care what you say. And that's, uh, it is, uh, magic happens first thing in the morning in the gym. Mm. Simple as that for me. And I, I, that, that's how you move forward. Yep. Because once you can get through that, you can get through anything. Yeah. I think the way that I would look at it is it's a competitive sport, but it's you're competing against yourself. 100%. Well, it's accountability sport, right, Femi? Yep. It's a show up sport, right? It's a, okay, you got to show up every single day. Because nothing will happen if you don't. And and it's it's so you interesting. You must not even bother, right? If you're just yeah. going to go every now and then, that's like somebody said to me, well, Keith, I just want to dabble on LinkedIn and build my personal brand. Okay, I'll see you later. Mm. You got to show up every day. Like you might as well not dabble. You might not. So if you're going to go to the gym every now and then, well, then fuck, don't even go. Just don't. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you what, show up every single day and then figure it out instead of only going every few days. So here's my question on that, right? Like when, when we talk about showing up every single day, yeah. does it matter what you do or does it matter that you get something done? The latter. Get there. So I'm not telling you got to lift heavy weight every single day. To me, the metaphor of the gym, Femi, is mental, emotional, physical, mm. rest, recovery. The gym's where you also rest and recover. Yeah. Right? So some days you're going to go there just to rest. Some days you're going to go there to recover. Yep. Some days you're just going to go for a walk. Some days you're going to go for a stretch. But you got to get there. Yep. Because I, f- I really believe if you get there, that's where magic happens. And mm. I'm not talking about going to your local fit for less or going to your local shapes or going to your local gym. The gym can be your own house. It's that metaphor yep. of intentionally taking care of your human with Mm. no fucking excuses asked. Mm. Mm. It's interesting because I think like if you get distracted by the show and the noise of what people say working out is or just what entrepreneurship is, you end up not actually executing on the things that matter. You know, that's not true. Right. Like, and I think that that's actually one of the biggest challenge I've seen with a lot of our clients when they first come in, they're so distracted by the noise of everything where they don't really realize how does this connect to me? How does it connect to where I want to be? What, like, what, what do I need to do to get to that level that I feel like I'm winning? You know, I feel like I'm overcoming. Most are not even aware of that. And I think even connecting to one of my earlier books, you just got to unplug from all of that noise and just submit to the process and be accountable, find accountability. It's crazy. All the stuff you, you kind of talked about earlier is a lot of the stuff we talk about with our clients. Like 
You know, if you don't have accountability, if you don't have anchors, if you don't have allies as you're going through this thing, you're going to still be in that loop of being pulled and distracted by the the noise that's out there and not do the things you need to be doing. You know, um, man, we're going to have fun. <laughs> no noise. Uh, noise is a distraction for most people. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's a shiny object. Got to go over there. Got to go over there. Got to go over there. And I could be equally as guilty as that as anybody. Uh, so then it's just fine. So that's why I've I've created non-negotiables in my life, right? Mm-hmm. It's those non-negotiables that I spoke about, you know, on my monologue and my non-negotiable, non-negotiable that I talk about with you right now. Like every single day, as boring as it is, I take care of my human, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I run towards the fire. I hate running, Femi. I fucking hate it, man. My body's not built for running. I abhor it. I've ran three times this week. Wow. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I hate it. And I know that I hate it. It makes me younger and it makes me stronger because yep. science shows that. Hmm. Right. It, it, it's so like, he, here's what I would say. Um, I was having this conversation with my wife a little while ago where I was looking at the fact of chaos and, 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 and overwhelm and frustration yeah. and stress and these things like that really can get thrown at you just living life. Yes. And I'm a big believer in like choosing the chaos and bringing it into your life. Yes. Right. So like, what are those things that can be challenging, can be stressful, can feel overwhelming, but in the next three, six, 12 months, you're on a whole other level, right? What are those things that you can actually commit to that most won't, that can actually transform what you do and transform where you are. I think that's kind of that example of running into the flame, running into the fire. It's, it's, are you choosing to create these challenges, these, the chaos that you can control so that you're actually becoming a better person and and putting tools and resources around you so that you're accountable to execute on these things on a consistent basis. It's easy to, to get lost and just be like, you know what, things are hard. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, I think for being a human being, you need those challenges to actually feel fulfilled and grow and better yourself. I've certainly learned from doing this show, Femi, that, that it does, the world does take all kinds of human beings to make the world go around. Yeah. And there are certainly some people that will have no interest in how we're speaking, no interest in our methodologies, no interest in our thought processes. Um, and I've had to learn how to accept mm. understanding people that don't want to achieve a big, hairy, audacious goal or don't want to gain 15 times productivity on their life. They're, they're happy and they're settled. And that's okay. I have nothing but grace and respect for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, what, what I get interested in, and I suspect you do based on your business, is the person coming to your door, coming to my door, saying, I really want to do that, but I don't know how. Hmm. And, I, and, I, and I don't know if I can. And you're going, well, no, but you can, Keith. I just need to show you how to do it. Yep. I just need to show you how to get that self-belief in yourself to pull it out of you to do it. Yep. You know, if you follow us, I think it's exactly what, I, those are the clients that walk into your house, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a combination. You know, I think I think there's a lot of people who come to us who are already doing it. Mm. They've they've taken that leap, that plunge. And I kind of compare entrepreneurship to like jumping into the ocean, you know, for the first time, not knowing how to swim, you know, and I think a lot end up being in that situation. And then they're like, where do I go? How do I get out of this? Like, where do I what do I do? You know, and and a lot of those people end up coming to us and coming to me um, to be like Femi set me straight. I had one lady who came in, she had really successful business, quit her job, built this thing. Okay. From scratch and have clients coming in. She's like blowing up. But what challenge came up for her was there was so much on her plate, so much she believed was on her plate 
that she couldn't create the space to really focus on the things that would grow her business and buy back her time. Couldn't see it, right? So it's kind of a combination of individuals that are like that, that are already successful and moving, but they're kind of overwhelmed. But then there's also the people that come in that are just like, I don't know if I can do this thing. Like, how, like, like, do you believe I can do this thing? And I'm like, <laughs> do I, do you believe? Okay, we gotta, we gotta rebuild this whole thing right now. You know, so yeah, yeah you're spot on. You really are. Femi is, uh, let's be less generalistic. Out of out of a hundred clients walking into your into your business, yeah, what's the percentage of male versus female? Ooh, right now is like ninety percent female, and I'll tell you that's a targeting thing. So that's not because I can't help men. That's really not because I can't help men. Um, I realized, well, we're gonna unpack this. We're gonna have fun with this. I realize a lot of men, including myself. <laughs> When it comes to accountability, shy away from it. Um, mm. A lot of men may not actually say like, man, I, I, I need help. Like, I don't actually know what to do. You'll tough it out. But if you, if you think about that in the gym, right? In certain situations, if your technique is bad and you try and tough it out, you get injured. Like, but most people don't really take that level of awareness unless they have the right mentorship, the right coach, the right guidance in that environment, right? Like anybody who's an athlete who had an amazing coach, an amazing mentor, amazing team of people around them, they understood the fundamentals and then they could continue to move forward. It's the same thing in business. And what I often find is you don't really see that as often or as common um, in, in our pipeline of the clients that are coming to work with us because it's this belief like, I can do this, I'm good, I, I know what I'm doing. And then you ask deeper questions and you realize you actually don't. like. We we need to fix how your pipeline is running for your business. We need to fix how you're generating leads. We need to fix how you're managing your time throughout the day. We got to fix how you're marketing, all of these things. And then a lot of times those that do check in, their business blows up and they start getting like 40K clients and stuff like that, right? But it's being able to realize you don't have all the answers. And I think it's kind of challenging for most dudes to be like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, that's hard. That's hard to say. It's hard. It took me years before I actually was able to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and get the support I needed to get to where I am today. Fuck, man. Some days I wake up, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's it. <laughs> Femi, you know, I've done a horrible job of having the audience care about you. And what I mean by that is that having, having the audience go, who the hell is this Femi Doyle Marshall guy? Like, why should I be paying attention to what he has to say? So here's a chance for you to tell the audience why they might want to be interested in what you have to say. Who's Femi Doyle Marshall? Hmm. Femi Doyle Marshall, like you said earlier, is a business growth consultant, time management coach, founder, co-founder of Reboot X Academy which is a growth consulting agency for entrepreneurs and organizations. Um, that's just a real shiny way of me saying, I'm that dude that you go to when stuff's not working, right? I'm that dude you go to when you're like, I don't know how to make sense of this business model. I don't even know what a business model is. How can I build one so my business is profitable and I am not stressed spinning my wheels? Uh, we work with B2B, so big organizations, uh, we work with organizations that are making millions of dollars, people that might be in the startup phase. But then we also work with entrepreneurs and business owners who are just like, how do I hire the right people? You know, how do I actually outsource stuff to my team? And, and what's really cool about it is, you know, a lot of the clients that we've worked with, some of them come from being consultants themselves. Some of them are coaches. Some of them have service-based businesses. But the key thing is they either want to make more money or they want to control their time. Like they, they just want to control their time so that they're in a better place. And we do that really well 
in a short amount of time for a lot of our clients. Um, and we do that in a way that allows each person to get what they want it, like out of their schedule. You know, I think it's very easy. I, I was on another show a little while ago where I said, you know, it's very easy to think that when we talk about building a brand or building a business or doing things, we just got to pack our schedule. And then that's how we become effective. But there's a better way. Like there's a way better way for you to work less and get more done. So, And from your POV, what is that better way? Knowing what your P2 KPIs are. So I'll kind of lead off with that. So what is a P2 KPI? I talk about it in the Purpose of Work Week book. Um, it's your personal and professional key performance indicator, right? I think most people, like we said earlier, operate on this kind of like, what's the world telling me I need to do? Instead of going on this internal compass of what do I actually need to do? Right. How do I build proper infrastructure for this brand? How do I create more space to take care of my physical health, my mental health, my spiritual? How do I do those things? Um, the better you get at flushing those things out, the less overwhelming you'll feel when you look at your schedule, because you'll start eliminating stuff that don't even belong there anymore. Big time. Interesting, because I, I believe in I don't believe in smart goals. Mm. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on the monologue. Yeah. I, I believe that smart goals are rooted in the days of uh, of the factory in the lunchbox. Mm. I believe they're 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 rigid. Yep. Uh, I believe that it's one of the big reasons people aren't accountable. Yep. Yep. Is because they think everything has to go into a box, and if something yep. doesn't fit inside the box, they, they automatically fail. Holy yeah. fuck! I, 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 yep. I, so you know what? I'm not going to do it. Nope. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to. I'm already going to fail. Yep. So I developed what I call flexible goals. They're fluid. Mm. They're lean. Yep. They're expansive. Yep. They have an X factor. But what they really rely on is they rely on a moralist. So how I believe flexible goals work, Femi, is that you have your ultimate goal. Boom. I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. There's my example. I want okay, great. So I got to do a lot of things to do that. Yep. But the ultimate goal is to climb Kilimanjaro. Yep. So over my period of time of training, I'm gonna add things to my more list and I'm gonna and I'm gonna add things to my less list. In other yep. words, I'm going to take things off lists that move around yep. while I'm ultimately moving towards the one goal. Yep. So I'm going to manage two lists, some, some activities I'm going to do more of, some activities I'm going to do less of. And every single day, those lists are going to fluctuate and change. But yep. I'm always focused on getting to my goal. What is cool about what you're describing in the Purposeful Work Week, I discuss a few things that I think really fit into that concept and, and, and your framework. Um, at the end of my book, I talk about two things that I almost left out of the book. <laughs> like literally, I remember I was, I was on a call chatting with my therapist and I was like, I don't think I need to put this in here. I don't think I really need to put this in here because um, it's all about hitting targets. It's about achieving your outcomes that, and he's like, but you're, you move beyond thinking like that now. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't know if I should really put this in. He's like, you should put this in. The last section in my book, I talk about the activity of trust, practicing the activity of trust and intuitive action. Okay. So what do I mean when I say this, especially when we talk about your schedule, especially talking about hitting that big goal of like trying to get to Kilimanjaro. If you already know what your goal is and you already have those lists of activities that you need to complete and you need to commit whether it's consistently or it's in free, we can modify it. If you're practicing the activity of trust, you already know that what you're doing is going to get you there, right? Mm -hmm. If you're utilizing intuitive action, because that vision you have, you're locked into it, you're actually going to hit that goal without even realizing it by just what you do. You wake up, 
you're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You wake up, you're in the gym. You know, you, you go, the food, you, you have that peanut butter jar taped up. You know, the, the meal you got, high protein, lower carbs, meal, like you, you have your veggies in there. You're already locked in. You're like, okay, you know, I'm going to go and play ultimate Frisbee this coming weekend. I'm doing that every other week. This automatically becomes a part of you and it no longer feels like work. Yes. You know, so we're talking the same language, man. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you're bang on. I, I believe that if, like, I believe the world's got it all wrong. Yeah. I, I believe everybody's focused too much on business KPIs and business results. Let's go. And if we spent more time focusing on the human KPIs and the human results, the business KPIs will follow. Let me yeah. give you an example. I, I was talking to a young lady before our call here today, and we're going to do some work together probably this upcoming month. And she says, well, Keith, she says, I, I'm going to be tied up all week with a friend of mine that I haven't seen that's coming in with me this week. I'm like, awesome. She goes, yeah, but it might, might affect my, my, my opportunity to work with you. I'm like, but our goals do March 1st. I was like, yeah. I'm like, so go have the best time with your friend. Go have the most awesome time with life. Because now that you know that we have a goal to achieve, I know that you're going to figure out how to achieve it. Yes. You don't need me to micro. Why are you spending time with your friend right now? What you're supposed to be working for me right now. Actually, no, you know what? If I hired you, family, I say, hey, fam, why don't you go on a trip right now? What do you mean, Keith? I got to go to work. Yeah, go climb a mountain. Once you climb the mountain, let's go to work. Because if you climb the mountain successfully, well, then you're going to successfully get shit done for me at work. Yep. Like the world's backwards, man. People saying, oh, we got to have a Friday meeting at five o'clock. Really? No, yeah. actually, Friday meeting at five o'clock don't work because on my deathbed, I I'm actually going, why did I go to that Friday meeting at five o'clock? Yep. My boss was an asshole. Like, yep. You're right. You know, I think this actually ties into one of the, the, the campaigns we're building for the Purpose of Work Week book, tying to cancel the hustle culture. Yes. That mindset. And 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 that what I'm realizing. So I, we haven't even really talked about how the Purpose of Work Week was formed and why I built it. But it came from that mentality of like, I'm going to have that five o'clock meeting and I'm going to have that five o'clock meeting and I'm going to have that 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. And then I'm going to take an hour commute home. And I'm going to see my wife for like an hour in between my dinner and then go to bed and like, and then burn out. And that actually created a lot of the challenges that formed the purposeful work week. So I ended up working at a very high intensity as thinking like an athlete, I got to grind. I got to do this thing. And it ended up putting me in a position where I ended up in a hospital, right? Couldn't work couldn't move, couldn't do anything for a month. And I really had to reflect on how I was moving and being like, is this the most effective way to build my brand? Is this the most effective way to work? There has to be a better way. You know, there has to be a better way. And I think you kind of touched on it. Like if you're sitting there on your deathbed, are you going to be like, man, that was a great meeting? Like, is that, is that the thought process that's going to go through your head or what are the experiences I've had in my life? Well, that's, I, yeah, that's the problem for me is we all talk about it. Everybody talks about it all the time. Oh yeah. You know, you, when you talk to people dying in the deathbed, they always, they never regret going to that extra meeting. So I've been saying to myself lately, well, then why the fuck aren't we doing something about it? Hmm. Why aren't we calling out leaders and other human beings? Like somebody has got to be the one holding our, all of us as humans accountable to it. Yeah. Like someone's got to be holding. So that's why I'm really happy that the world right now is shifting to, um, work anywhere, results focused, not the office. Like that's how work is not defined by geography or by a physical location. Listen, I know some work is. I understand yeah. that to build a car, you got to go to a factory. I understand that for the guy to change my furnace, he had to come to my house. I understand that. And I'm not trying to be ignorant of, of the kind of work. 
But ultimately, it's really about the results. And as the world continues to move to a digital world, the results are really ultimately all that matter. It's, it is all that matters. Yeah. How you get it done. If you can get it done in an hour and I'm taking 20, show me how to save me 19. It's funny because I think that's not normal. That's not normal. I was on a call, a client call yesterday where we were discussing that mindset of just working more and working more and working more and the belief that working more is the only way to solve a problem, right? And what that kind of produces, like what if you could do that exact same thing faster by working less? What if you can utilize technology, right? Yes. What if you can utilize the support of someone else, right? What if you can reduce your load by literally committing to yourself to not do things that are not productive or conducive to where you want to go, right? By doing a personal audit, looking at things and saying like, maybe this fit for me five years ago, but now it doesn't, right? Like there are these things that I most don't even consider um, if you're stuck looking at the world and just like, all right, let me just do what everyone else is doing. And this is the blueprint, but wait, nope, I'm sick. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. 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 There's, there's certainly that that's why I have been really excited about, um, AI and, and large language models and chat GPT, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it has allowed it. It's not replacing anything that I'm doing. It's only no. given me the opportunity to do more, uh, and, and scale the business, uh, quicker and more effectively. Right. So it's, um, these tools enable us as human beings, but I will also tell you, I've needed more human beings more than ever now too. Yep. 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 There's um, value in the connection of others. And I think specifically coming out of the pandemic, it's been kind of like a paradox, right? Like Mm. there's one side of you don't need people. (laughs) And then there's another side of like, you actually need a lot of people, right? That's happening at the same time. And I think once again, the, the more you reflect on how you're operating every day, you can start assessing where each of those things fit in. So you might need more people for certain aspects of your brand, your business, your life, but then you might need less in another area, right? It's actually looking at what's going on every single day, every single week, every single month, and then assessing in that year span, like, okay, maybe I need to do something different. For example, you talked about creating a lot of the content and maybe doing a lot of the stuff for the brand and the business that really built it up to where it is now and it's growing and thriving and it's hitting the next level. But then there might be a need for someone else who can oversee and manage that because that's not your role as a CEO and, and like the founder of the business. You might need to switch hats, you know? And it's it's all of these tools. And I think the journey of entrepreneurship um, and, and the journey of that even coming out of being an athlete, you learn how to adapt. And and I think that's the one thing I would really stress for anybody is you have to learn how to adapt to no matter what's happening around you. And the fastest way to do that is having the right people around you to do that as well too. Sammy, what's the most common problem somebody comes and knocks on your door to solve? Too much work. Define that to me. So sometimes people come, probably 80% come to us. They're busy every single day doing what I call worry work, right? They're doing these tasks, these activities that they perceive as important. They think, if I don't get this done, my whole business will crumble. When in reality, they're not even doing the primary activity that would allow them to outsource that. A lot of people come to us in that state. 
even if they have a business and they're working a nine to five, odds are they're so worried and consumed and busy focusing on other things that they don't even realize they're focusing on the wrong thing. So a lot of people come in, they might be, for example, let's say um, you have a brand in the business that's in consulting. We'll just use consulting because that's probably like the easiest one sure. for me to think of right now. Let's say you have a consulting business, you're, you're a financial consultant, you know, that's your brand, that's your business, okay? Um, you might be spending hours trying to figure out website copy and you know social media copy and all of these things, but that may not be the focus of your business, right? You might need to spend more time on lead generation, marketing, building your brand, attracting these clients into your pipeline, converting them, providing a high level of experience and support. If you cut those other things out of your schedule and outsource it, you're not going to feel as overwhelmed. Most people don't even see that because they're in that storm by the time they get to me. And we basically have to be like, stop, let's rebuild this whole thing together. And then they end up in a much better place within like the first hour of that call. So, yeah. Is it a simple, is it a simple Femi that they are just too busy? Am I oversimplifying it? And they just don't know. And, and, and they're stuck. Is that what it is? Like, like what, what's the core problem? Not knowing where their skill set really is. Hmm. Ah, I see what you mean. And not knowing how they can best serve themselves and their business. Right every single person they would think oh if i don't do this 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 and then they crash yeah and then they go right back to the same thing once they get a little bit more energy but that's not where they're supposed to be like that's yeah. not that's not where you're supposed to be this is really helpful for me right now family because i'll share with you you know so as i'm building the business athlete performance lab here right now and yeah. and um looking at our month of february and we're looking at our goals this month and i'm saying to myself okay well i can build that I can build that. I can do that because I can, because I know how to do it all. Yep. Then I had a level of mature awareness yesterday. Mm. I was like, fuck, really? Is that the best use of my time doing that? Or is the better use of my time going finding a smarter human than me? Yep. And then empowering the hell out of them. Yep. And leading them even bigger and better. Yep. To get our goal done. Yep. So I did the latter, but it took me some, it, it takes, it, it took me some of my own conversations in my own head yep. to get there. You're lucky though. A lot of people don't even get to that point. So like, I'll tell you an interesting story. We had a client yeah. um, who was working a job, nine to five job. It was like a marketing consulting business they had, right? Marketing agency. Yeah. yeah. And we're just kind of chatting, you know, and our first call, it wasn't even really about seeing if they could work with us. Cause I was just talking to them to see what they do. Right. Then in the conversation, I realized like, wait, I can actually solve like all of this person's problems. Right. Yes. So they're like, all right, Femi, let's hop in. Let's, let's actually do something. So they signed up, started working with us. And I remember this one conversation we had, they were like talking about how they're building the brand out. Uh, they're attracting some clients in this industry. The clients they were securing were like 25 to 5k per month. They were like really starting to build this thing. I'm like, sick. Okay. So, so kind of, kind of tell me what's the challenge. You're like, I don't know how to really generate more leads. Cause I feel like I'm spending a lot of my time generating these leads. And I'm told me this big complicated process on how they were using to find this email cross reference the email. And this is the person who's making 25 to 5k per month per client. Okay. So mm -hmm. they're telling me, this is what they're doing. They're trying to find this email cross-reference it. And I'm like, hold on a second. How much are you getting per client? And he's like 25 to 5K, depending on the offer 
and they might be with me for like three to six months. And I'm like, and how much time is it taking you to find those emails? And he's like, it's taking me maybe like, you know, I got to do like an hour there. And it was like a crazy amount of time because he has to cross-reference and make sure these are valid emails. And I'm like, so correct me if I'm wrong. If I were to just simplify everything, one hour of your time is probably worth like $5,000. And he paused. And I'm like, how much do you think it is to find that email? How much, how much time, how much money you think it costs? Like, it's like a $15 job. So you spent how many hours? Like what, 10, 20 hours trying to find this email when you could have outsourced it to someone who specialized in this thing, save 20 hours and use those 20 hours to be on sales calls or outsource it to a salesperson and build a business that's surpassing 50, 100K per month. And he was just like, all right, Femi, <laughs> let's go and change his whole business model at that point. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. It's like, you don't, you may not, even if you're really skilled at everything, it doesn't mean you need to do everything. You need to become the leader and oversee the brand and have collaboration with the right team members as to how to move that brand further. That is the role I think every CEO, every business owner needs to actually get to because you're building a business to live a life. Like, uh, Yes, I think, I think the challenge, at least I know I have had as an entrepreneur when I create things out of thin air, yeah. is that you need, let's use the pizza metaphor. I got a certain pizza in mind that I want to make, but I can't tell you Femi how to make the pizza yet until I make it myself so I can teach you how to do it. But the problem is, is that if I keep making pizzas and never have the awareness that I have to stop and delegate it to somebody else so I can go on to the next stage of the business, that's where I believe entrepreneurs get stuck because I know as I've been building the lab, it's taken me longer on some parts of the business that I would have expected because I've needed to do it myself. Mm-hmm. so that I can then show you how I want it done for the future. So for like all this branding and, 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 our, and everything we have so far has been out of thin air, out of this brain. It's only yeah. been over the last few months when I, where I have been able to delegate it to others yep. because I've learned how to make the pizza myself. Yep. I've learned how I like how it tastes. Yep. I've learned the thickness of the crust. Yep. I've created the system, right, Femi? I've created the recipe. Yep. Now I can hand it off to scale it. That to me is where you got to find that person who's like, okay, I've done this, but I don't know how to get to the next spot. That's, that's exactly what you're saying, right? That's what I, and I think that's people that are there are in that sweet spot that I love mm-hmm. because they actually fully understand. I need to stop holding on to this pizza. Like, <laughs> like I know the pizzas I make. Okay. And I'll take a step back and, and come back to this, but I'm going to go back. I know the pizzas I make are delicious, but if I need to serve a hundred thousand of these things, I could probably get 50 done. Right. Yes. There's no way for me to get a hundred thousand pizzas done by myself without literally putting myself in the grave. I got to work differently. And what was so interesting about kind of this train of thought is with my first brand, my first business, which was a physical fitness coaching studio, Mm -hmm. I built it by myself. It was like Mm -hmm. me, I'm Mm -hmm. here doing this. I'm running the sessions. I'm, and I came to one point where I think, I don't remember what, what it was. It was actually me getting ready for my wedding. This is actually what it was. Yeah. I was like, I want to go on a honeymoon. How is this business going to run? How am I still going to make money if I'm not running these sessions? Right. And when, when I had that realization, this would have been in 2018, right? I was like, things need to be done differently. I ended up creating an entire system that coaches, trainers, consultants in that industry would follow my framework to facilitate everything. Mm-hmm. And the second I did that, I unplugged and I was able to not even be in the studio anymore, right? And I think most people don't even end up at that point. 
because they're still trying to make the pizzas. So because and this is literally the conversation yesterday, because you're still making the pizzas, you don't even have the time to look and be like, wait, how do I stop making this? Yes. Right? Most well, that's don't, exactly it. Right. Like most are like in that state of like, let me make it, let me make it, let me make it, let me make it. Okay. I can make a hundred more. I can make it. And then you end up like, I can't make any more. And then that's it, you know? So yeah. Like I think when someone comes to me, they are so good at making their pizzas. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Not that I can't, but I don't want to. How, how do I, and how do I scale to get somebody else to help me? Right. Yes. Yes. And they, they get the greatest return at a lady who basically, um, came in last year. Now it's going to be a year she's with us. Uh, she basically 10 to 15 X her business in 30 to 60 days, hired her daughter to work remotely. So her daughter quit her job, worked remotely with her so she could be with her grandson. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then hired another person on the team. And that person is now overseeing the entire organization. And that was in less than a year. Like literally we were wrapping up 2023 discussing, okay, what do we need to do to secure like five figure, six figure contracts for what you're doing? Because you actually now are no longer doing this. And we're mapping on her organizational chart literally last week. Like all of these things is what you need to do when you want to stop making pizza. Like, like that's kind of the mindset, you know? And I love, I love being able to help people do that because I think the bittersweet is like the bitter is I actually have to go through being burnt and being in the hospital to understand to not work that way. But the sweet is I get to see other people not have to go down that path now. Like that's that's the sweet of what I experience every single day, just working with clients and being on these shows and connecting with cool people like you. Thanks, Femi. Man, we're 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 coming up to the top of the hour here shortly. Uh, I I can't believe we've been chattering that long already. I know. What um what should the audience know about Femi Doyle? What should the audience know about your business? Is there anything that we have not asked, we've not talked about, we've not put on the table that you wanted to make sure the the audience knew about before you know we said goodbye today, Femi? Yeah, I think like the big thing is I believe if you are an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you're a business leader, you need to get a copy of my best-selling book, The Purpose of Work Week. Like I think when when I wrote that book. I didn't really understand the impact it would have in the lives of business owners. And I didn't really understand of how it can really help you simplify what you do, but it does. Um, it, it allows you to look at your schedule in a more effective way and not try to cram it with things that don't make sense, but also shows you how to do things that really connect to your human side, what you want personally and professionally. So definitely you can go look on Amazon, Purposeful Work Week, Purposeful Work Week, Work Week, one word. Um, you'll see the book. It's there. Grab a copy, grab it for a friend, grab it for a loved one, grab it for a business owner, you know, send it to them because it will really transform their life. So there's that. You can also uh, take a look at us online. You can go to rebootx.com, which is our official site. Uh, if you want to connect with us, connect with me, all my details are right there to apply, have a call, see if we're a good fit. And I would just say like, if I were to leave you all with something just know that the brand and the business that you're building is there to help somebody and the better you get at allowing it to help you the more people you can help mm -hmm. so don't think that you need to slave and put yourself in excruciating pain to really get to that next level really refine how you're working and build this brand so that it can serve you and serve the clients that you really wanted to that's kind of what i would say awesome if hey, femi what did you uh what did you get out of our conversation today accountability man 
Like I think I think I'm gonna go all in at a higher level when I really look at the systems I've built inside of RxCAD RebootX Academy for accountability for myself and for clients. Yeah. Um, I also would say just my outlook to committing on things. You know, I, you said something at the beginning of the of, of our chat of the power of social proof, not just social proof, but showing people like, hey, this yeah. is what I'm going to do, right? Um, that is actually how RebootX Academy was built. And I think I put that on the shelf mm-hmm. from like 2020 and didn't really realize like, hey, I could actually do this in other areas. Let's amplify this even further. So those will probably be the two big things, you know, sharing more of my story, sharing more of the things I want support and commitment in and really leaning into the accountability for all areas of my life and business. That big, big, big takeaway from you today. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, so I, 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 uh, I got the same. I, I really enjoyed your energy. I enjoyed, I enjoyed your perspective on things. Uh, I enjoyed hearing about your experiences and I'm pleased to hear that that those words resonated for you on, especially on the public accountability side of things, Sammy. Like it's really, when I sat down to start this show and somebody said, hey, you're doing a podcast? I said, no, I'm going to do a show Monday to Friday, noon, central time. I'm going to do it live. Like what? Every single day? Yeah. Holy fuck, that's a big commitment. Yeah. And that in itself, when I made that declaration, Hmm. was powerful for me because it was like, okay, so noon, I've told people I'm doing this because I'm a talker. I'm a sales guy. I talk all the time. I like to talk. I like to get excited. But then to be able to show that I was going to do it all the time became really powerful. And then during Christmas, my wife says to me, she goes, Keith, is it really empowering to show up like on Christmas day at noon when nobody else is? When no other personal accountability or branding coach is all done recorded stuff? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And that's why I like live too, Femi, because there's the idea of doing live accountability for my words, accountability for what I'm saying. If I fuck up, I can, I have a chance to, I have a chance to correct myself, but I'm accountable to what I'm saying. It's not recorded. It's not edited. It's not massaged. It's not a narrative that uh, has been created to display perfection to the world. It Mm -hmm. is raw, honest, live, authentic conversation. What's so interesting is I did a workshop earlier this week on sales, Mm -hmm. which literally said the exact same things you just said. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think you can tie that to any aspect of life. Just being real, authentic and you will attract what you want and will More ever yeah and will attract what you are really supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and that's something that i feel grateful um to experience and be able to experience and and to, to kind of hear that you're you're really in that same bucket kind of going through it too so it's kind of cool mm-hmm I'm glad you brought up grateful. Here's a way for, here's a way that we will wrap up our chat today and I'll share something with you and I'll encourage you to steal it. And I encourage you to steal it for your business, for your life. And I really want you to spread it. It's vitamin G. Every single day I take my vitamin C, I take my vitamin D and now I start taking my vitamin G, which is gratitude, my vitamin gratitude every single day. And I want you to spread that vitamin G around amongst your business. I want you to spread that vitamin G amongst your friends and colleagues and, and grab that term and run with it. Because I think if we all gave more vitamin G, the world would be a better place. And uh, we started, I started up an initiative on LinkedIn where I've created some Canva templates, vitamin G templates. I want the world to take them and run with them and give vitamin G to people. Like, here's my vitamin G to you, man. I'm grateful for your time today. You didn't have to give me this hour, but you did. I appreciated your insights, appreciated your knowledge, and appreciated you as a human being. And I know my audience did as well. And yeah, this is fluffy, mushy, but you know what? I don't care. 
it's human yeah. beings having a conversation, right? So I'm grateful. Vitamin G for me to you, and I encourage you to steal it and give it to your friends, colleagues, your 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 anybody you're working with. Pla- pass on the vitamin because the vitamin G was given to me. It wasn't my idea. John Graham Harper, one of my guests back on the show way back, CEO of Lumafec Flex. I become fans of my guests, as you can tell. And he's like, hey, Keith, some vitamin G, man. I was like, holy fuck, yeah. Can I steal that? He's like, go for it. So, uh, but I'm stealing it because I want to give it to everybody else. Yes. Femi, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having me, man. This has been fun. Like, I I appreciate having this time with you. Uh, Man, this was good. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So here's how the ending is going to work. We are going to... Stick you back in the green room. I'm going to pivot my attention to the camera right here. I'm going to flip some tunes on. I'm going to say goodbye to the world. Then I'm going to come back and walk you out. Let's go. All right, man. Thanks for coming by, Femi. We'll see you next time, okay? Thanks for having me. Cheers, brother. We're going to do that. Oh, there's me. There's me again. What a good chat, eh? Just sometimes you just bring people into the lab. You have good, honest conversations with human beings, a good vibe, good feelings, good emotion. I hope you felt good listening to that conversation. If you didn't feel good listening to that conversation, I'll be blunt and frank. You're in the wrong fucking place. That's it. It's as simple as that. That was a good conversation between two human beings that want to help people like you and help our audience to get to the next spot. So that's what you'll get. That's the kind of content you're getting here in the lab. The accountability company helping you achieve your big, hairy, audacious goals. Listen, I want to invite you subscribe to the newsletter. Go to inside.bappled.ai. You know, inside. You know how to spell it? Now, Keith's going to give a spelling lesson today. Inside and then a dot. B-A-P-L.ai. So go subscribe to that. And then also, it'd be really helpful for us here in the lab. If you went on over to the old Apple podcast machine and gave a rating and gave a review on the show, it only helps. It helps. It helps. It helps. So I'm out of here. I'm Keith Bellis. I'm live in the lab. I go Monday to Monday, noon central, the accountability company, the accountability show, the accountability guy helping you achieve your big hair audacious goals. We'll see you tomorrow here in the lab, noon central, X, YouTube, LinkedIn. I'm out of here.